It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lada, what do you got? All right. So when Adele announced that she was going to do a Vegas residency, I talked about it on What You Need to Know. When she postponed it, Lindsay talked about it, I believe, in Radio Tinder. Well, Adele got a bunch of backlash for postponing that residency. A lot of people were trashing her online. And Adele addressed it on BBC Radio this past weekend. She said she stands by her decision. She stated, I definitely felt everyone's disappointment and I was devastated. And I was frightened about letting everybody down. I thought I could pull it together and make it work and I couldn't. I stand by my decision. I was a shell of a person for a couple of months. I just had to wait it out and just grieve it, I guess. Just grieve the show and get over the guilt, but it was brutal. She talked about how people were so mean to her. And I wanted to address this because we've talked about mental health and how we feel like entertainers, you know, athletes, they just need to get it together and just go, you know, go do their quote unquote job, which I get it is their job, but they're also human, you know, and her saying she was a shell of a person for a few months, like she wasn't going to give you her best show. So I just wanted to address it because we've talked about mental health and she did say that there will be new dates coming very, very soon. Uh, Great. Yeah. Look, I'm with you, man. Like (laughs) if you're not in the right space and you have to perform, that can't be right. That can't be easy to do. You know what I mean? Like, like lay off people. Like they're not robots. You know, I just feel the guilt Mm -hmm. factor, you know, like, okay, so I'm signed to do this residency. I'm going to make a lot of money. And I did it because at the time I thought it was the right thing to do. Now I don't want to do it. I don't want to be in just one place. I don't want to live there. God, I got a lot going on in my life, and I've got a relationship that I want to nurture. And and I I don't really actually need the money. I mean, this is great money, but I don't need, need, need the money. So I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. And then this guilt of, but my fans. And, George, of course, I want you to know I really am in tune with this emotion, just so you know. My fans... They need me. They want me. They expect me. They, they've bought tickets to come see me. And I don't want to do it. And so finally you just get to that breaking point where you're like, I'm either going to do it half-ass, which I don't like to do things half-ass, or I got to bail on this. And while it sucks, dude, I got to get out of this thing. And then once you actually make the decision, and then you're like, it's over. And then you're like, oh, oh, God, that feels so good. Oh. The weight of the world is off my shoulders. Oh, God, I feel so good right now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I was just so into my own little world. Right no, there. not really, actually. I no. had my eyes closed. Yeah. You know, like my whole face was on my microphone. I was like, oh, my God, that feels so good. Like, I really felt that. Sounds a little weird to me, Kat. I was just like, what is happening right now? We're talking about Adele. I know, I know, but like I said, I love how you turned into Adele into your own thing. Instead of like, man, I feel bad for Adele, and then you're like, no, but about me first. No, I was just trying to be compassionate and try and let her know that I understand where she's coming from. Mm. Compassionate by saying that, by making it about you. No, by making it like I get you, girl. I mean, like you're feeling guilty. You know, I hate guilt. Guilt sucks, man. I hate guilt. I hate male on male guilt. Like when your buddies call you, they're like, what? What? You don't call me? You don't write? You don't, oh, 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 oh wait, 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 wait. Right. Big enough hold, on, hold on, hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You have buddies like that? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not into male on male guilt. I tell them, I'm like, dude. No, wait a second. Like, seriously, you have like friends, like guy friends who do that to you? Yeah. I mean, not even, forget about guy friends, friends in general. If you have friends in general who give you guilt over not reaching out to them when we all, you know, you're adults, we have busy lives. Like they, you know, then they're way too needy, man. You know, you said, you say the phone works two ways, buddy. There you go. That's a good answer right there, Hungarian heat. I mean, I literally can go weeks, months without Mm -hmm. talking to some of my friends. Yeah, but I'm not talking about like my your closest friends. They get it, you know, because when you when your closest friends, you just pick it up from where you left it off. Right, especially if you've that, known someone for yeah. like decades. Yeah, it's always that pain in the ass that you're like not really that close with. You know what I mean? You're like, and you shouldn't I, care. So who's this guy? Go ahead, out him. My friends with you? That that? Oh God, I had this annoying guy this weekend. This guy was so annoying. God, he was just all over me. He was so annoying. And finally, I told Rachel, I'm like, listen, I'm not hanging with that guy. Like, you know me, I'm pretty friendly to everybody, and I don't ever you really are. say anything. You like bad everybody, Kathy. Yeah, you... I'm like, I don't like that guy. Him, I don't wow. know. Yeah. And what did Rachel say? She's like, I'm with you. I don't like him either. Wow. Yeah. Look at Rachel. We were aligned. Ra-ra-ra-ra-Rachel. That's right. We were aligned. Wow. All right, Captain. Anyway, I feel you. I feel you, Adele. I do. Okay. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Real quick before I get back to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. There's no chance you watch the UFC this weekend. Nope. Yeah, I figured. Because when nope. everybody was talking, when I was tweeting about it, and everybody was tweeting about it in the community. You didn't say you didn't say one thing. Nah, I'm, Saturday night I was out and about. I'm trying to remember where I was. I have to, I, George. It was such a long weekend, and there was so much packed into this long weekend that I um, I actually had to wake up this morning and look at my phone and like I'm like, what was where was I Friday night? Okay, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday Saturday. Yeah, I was I was definitely out and about living life. I wasn't watching what I was told. By the way, was not a very eventful UFC card. Like the fights, from what I was told. Fights were not particularly exciting. Kind of boring is what I was told. Oh, I disagree. I think the first fight of the main card, you know, ended in not a fun fashion because it wasn't ideal because it was like a no contest uh, because the guy got poked in the eye. But then the Robbie Lawler fight was awesome. The Sean Strickland fight was quick. It was like awesome. Um, And then the um, the Volkanovsky fight was I mean, it was. Probably not as great as it would have been. But it was just a really dominant performance by Volkanovsky. And then Adesanya is kind of like Mayweather in the sense of like he's a tactician and people don't love that he doesn't engage. He doesn't take unnecessary risks. But I, I like the sweet science of the fight game. So I'm good with uh, just really good performances. They, I told you just guys because there's not week. a lot of knockouts and stuff doesn't mean it's not good to me. Yeah, I, t- I told you guys last week that I have a close friend of mine who's really, really, really a He's into the UFC, loves yeah, it. Yeah, and he said he didn't know it was happening. And he didn't know the fight. He was like, dude, for some reason, it's off my radar this week. He was going to a Stranger Things party on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and I told him, I go, hey, you know, I talked to Sedano and the whole crew, man, and I told him that, you know, you weren't watching the fights on Saturday night. And that you, frankly, you didn't even know they were happening. And they said, well, you're not really a fan. And he was pissed. He's like, you know what, man, that's not that's not true. You know that. And then he, like, broke down every fight before the fights even all happened. <laughs> You know, he like got all offended. You know, I was like, "Now, Sedano says you're not a real fan." He goes, "No, I, you know I'm a fan, dude." I go, "Dude, you're going to see a Stranger Things party on Saturday night. You're not watching the UFC. You know everything about every fighter. You know who they fought. You know their records. You know their weight class." I go, "And you're going to a Stranger Things party?" And what do you say? Yep, I am. I'm going to Stranger Things. Party. Yeah, he did. And when I asked him today, I'm like, "Yo, man, did you?" Uh, did you go to that Stranger Things party? You watched the UFC this weekend. He goes, no, I went to the Stranger Things party. I told you. That's what I was doing. Yeah. I've not seen one episode of Stranger Things. I saw a little bit of the first season. I wasn't that into it. Um, 
Anyway, speaking of one thing we have been into today was this whole genie. But I mean, genie bus literally made the first 90 minutes of our show. Appreciate that, genie. I mean, thank the Lord. Telling you right now, the- she is she is so smart in that when you have a, a following like she has on Twitter. You think she did that for that? I don't think she did that for that. I think she just did it because she thought it was therapeutic for a minute. Correct. I agree with that. But but what I'm saying is is that when you have that kind of a following and you make a statement like she made where you invoke you know Kobe and then you knock someone, who knows? I thought it was very obvious that she was talking to LeBron James. A lot of people in the community think it's very obvious that she's talking to Russell Westbrook. Some people are theorizing that she's talking about potentially Kyrie Irving. Regardless of who she's talking about, and regardless of whether she did it consciously or not, I mean, that turned into a massive tweet that has a lot of people asking questions. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, I mean, we did it on Around the Horn today, so it's like a national story. If if it's on Around the Horn, forget about it. Well, but what I'm saying is there's only like five or six topics on that show. What else was on that show? Tell me you guys were still talking USC, UCLA. Pac-12. We did, we did. Well, because they were off because of Wimbledon for a bunch. So they, they did a lot of the topics that had been happening over the last several days. Uh, so they did the Rudy Gobert. We did the Rudy Gobert trade. We did Kevin Durant's cryptic tweeting. Um, and the latest on that, we did Gobert. We did Genie. We did UCLA, USC, going to the Big Ten. We did Nick Kyrgios at Wimbledon. And then what else did we do? Oh, and we did the hot dog eating contest. Oh, good. Um, don't talk about that yet, because that's part of my scotteria today, please. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. wait for that then. Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Please do not talk about Joey Chestnut. <laughs> I, I'm reserving I that. I should do it. I should do it just because you always do that. We you do. Have you to do tell that. You on a when text, we all want to talk don't about do stuff. This. Yeah, yeah you, that's you true. do it. That's yeah. true. All right, let's talk about it now then. Screw no, it's off. fine. No, oh, okay. Wait. All right. All right. All right. That's fine. Because I really uh, want to talk about Joey Chestnut's performance. Okay. Um. Laura, do we have the sound of, uh, I know, I think Lindsay sent it earlier, of Shams earlier today on the Pat McAfee show on the latest on Kyrie? Okay. So anyway, um, the reality is there is a lot of different reporting out there. Mm-hmm. And Chris Haynes said over the weekend that the Lakers and Nets were engaged. Um, engaged and, and married? No, engaged in conversations. Oh, okay. You didn't finish the thought. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. And then the other part of the equation was that Sham said that there's nothing imminent, like just like nothing's happening right now. Now, I think both of those things can be true. I think that the Lakers, because Mason and Ireland took that as like an either or, you know what I mean? Like, well, no, they could have engaged in a conversation and then it wasn't fruitful. <laughs> so at the moment today on Tuesday, it's like, yeah, nothing's happening right now. <laughs> so now Shams went a step further and said that he could see where that situation doesn't even unfold at all. Now, again, I think that with new information, things change. Um, that's him just speculating on the, on the situation. And, and by the way, that also jives with what I've told you, right? Of the Nets don't want Russell Westbrook unless they're going to be incentivized in my estimation. Right. I mean, can you imagine the Nets on the phone with the Lakers and the Lakers say, hey, look, here's the deal. Um, You guys don't want Kyrie. We all get it. We don't want Russ. We all get it. So really, we're just trading you one problem for another problem, and both of them are on last years of their deals. And, And the Nets are on the other end going, yeah, that's true, but here's the issue for us. Chances are, if Kyrie plays the way he's capable of, we've just given you Kyrie Irving. All we received was Russell Westbrook, 
Kyrie winds up signing a four-year deal with you guys. Russ is here for a year, and then he's gone. And what do we have thereafter? We've got nothing. You've right. you've got Kyrie. Correct. So we need more from you, Lakers, if we're yeah. going to make this deal. Oh, by the way, not even to mention the eleven million dollars more that 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 Russ is going to make than Kyrie this year. Correct. So we're taking on your burden, and you're taking our best guy or one of our best guys, and you're going to have him potentially for a lot longer thereafter. Yeah, agreed. And the other part of the equation is it was reported that they would throw in Joe Harris in the deal, which, again, like, Lindsay, you would know this as well as I would. I feel like that's like if he's, you know, as long as he's healthy, which I feel like he will be moving forward into this season, that's like the perfect, like, LeBron compliment. Kyle Korver, James Jones, uh, Mike Miller, Ray Allen. I mean, you name it. Like, just a guy who can shoot threes like that? Like, come on. I'm in for it. I think it would work. I have... I mean, I still think that, you know, what Wendy's saying Kyrie and LeBron is the best the best pairing LeBron's ever played with. I still think that, but, you know, you poo-poo that idea, so. Well, I don't think he is. I think Anthony Davis is the best fit that he's ever had. Um, and I don't even think Kyrie Irving is the most successful pairing that he's had. So, I mean, Kyrie Irving and him are great, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't think Kyrie is that. But I do. I I know that the best LeBron is the LeBron surrounded by shooting. <laughs> so... Um, you know, I, and, and so if you add Joe Harrison to that deal, I just, I, I don't know. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Like, By the way, the, hey, speaking yeah. of Anthony Davis, I saw this video. I think I sent it to you guys. Oh, yeah, he's working chat. with Lethal Shooter, the uh, shooting I, coach. Guy. I saw a video of Anthony Davis. So for all the complaining that so many of us have done, including Charles Barkley, who yeah. says, hey, you got to change your offseason. you got to do things differently. George, you talked about Anthony Davis's footwork and how he needs yeah. to work on footwork. So I see that the Lethal Shooter is the name of the account on Instagram, and he's like this, this shooting coach. And here's what he says. Anthony Davis has been locked in. Training every day at 4.50 a.m. is what it takes. After 400 makes, free throws are the key. So, listen, I have a question. I'm glad to see Anthony Davis is working out real hard this offseason. I'm glad to see that he's taking free throw after free throw after free throw. Why at 4.50 in the morning? How about 6 a.m.? That's early. How about 7 by the way, what else does he have to do all day? 4.50 in the morning. I mean, you don't know. What else? Is he, he may have other stuff to do. 4.50? What's he on, East Coast time? Because he's at the Laker complex. Yeah, I mean, well, that's when he wants to do it. What does he think? Like, hey, I'm I'm beating everybody to the gym. I'm up earlier. The yeah. early bird gets the worm. I'm yeah. putting in the work. Yeah. Whatever I mean, it takes. If anyone else did that, you would. if Tom Brady did that, you would be all over it. If Tom Brady did that, I'd be like, Tom, get a little extra sleep, man. It's it's it, you need no, a little more wouldn't. sleep. You'd be I like, think. oh, you see, Brady's the first one there. I think four fifty is excessive, George. I really do. Four fifty. I mean, you wake excessive. up at five, don't you? I mean, generally speaking, I wake up early. It's true, but you know, I mean, not four fifty. I'm not shooting free throws at four fifty in the morning. Yeah, my kid woke me up at four fifteen this morning. My three year old, and I, he's screaming for me, and I'm coming in there, and he's like, I want you to lay down with me, and I was like, You got to be kidding me. That sounds cute. What'd it is do? cute, but except, I mean, I laid down with him, and then mm -hmm. he wanted to have a conversation. I'm like, no, it's time for night-night. Did he and want then, to talk about free throw shooting? He actually asked me, how was your exercise yesterday? Because <laughs> I was in the garage working out. <laughs> and I was like, bro, you need to go to bed. And then eventually I was like, all right, that's it. I'm leaving. You go to sleep. And then I left. But it took, I was there for 45 minutes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, All right. 4.50 in the morning seems, seems a bit excessive. Hey, AD, I'm glad to see you're shooting a lot of free throws. I'm glad to see you're getting the work in. Bro, get some sleep. All right, coming up next, Cappy. Yeah. The situation with the Big Ten mm -hmm. 
and the UCLA and, and USC and all that stuff, man, there is a lot to unfold there because there's a lot of fallout. Martin Jarman is going to join us tomorrow, the AD at UCLA. Mike Bone will join us Friday, the, the athletic director from USC. And, and I feel like there's a lot of different emotions when it comes to this. Excited, sadness, confusion. Let's kind of un, unpack some of that because I feel like we did the story and just kind of the immediate impact, but there's a lot there to unfold. Let's do that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Ooh, Love this yeah. song. My, you know what I think of when I think of Hootie other than, um, other than these songs? Maybe like Dan Marino? Well, that. They do have the Dolphins Make Me Cry or All I Want to Be With You, whatever. But I also think of the movie Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Cuba Gooding Jr. goes to the airport and the kid comes up for an autograph? And he goes, can I get an autograph, Hootie, or something like that? And he goes, I'm not Hootie. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember that, but that's funny. Yeah. It's a pretty funny scene in the movie. Love Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, I feel like Darius Rucker did what, like, Gloria Stefan did with the sound machine, where it just, like, went from, like, Hootie and the Blowfish to, like, uh, Darius Rucker, and then that's it. The Blowfish were gone. Yeah, there were no more Blowfish all of a sudden. Uh, isn't he now like more of a country, country guy? Yeah. 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 What's yeah. that song? You guys know that song? It's like one of those bar songs that went wagon when it comes wheel. on. Wagon wheel. Yeah. Rock me, mama, on a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, That's a good song. Wagon wheel. Hey, hey, mama, rock me. Yeah. Is that like Tonight is the Night? It's similar to Tonight is Tonight, tonight but it's a, it's a little different, though. It's a little different. It's like Mama yeah. Rock Me. It's just slightly different than Tonight is the Night. Gotcha. It's a different song, different Hootie uh, song. By the way, Cappy, you want to tell people what's going on uh, this next week, actually, right, for the, uh, the, uh, the folks here? Yes. Let me tell everybody. I am so excited about next Friday night because when you say, well, why? Because the Mandys were such a monster success that now – Anybody who may have missed the magic of the Mandy's, you might as well come join us for All-Star Friday Night, which is me, which means it's our Wiffle Ball Bash, which is the Home Run Derby, and then it's the All-Star Softball Game featuring your favorite 710 hosts and personalities. You can join the party at the West Covina Sportsplex on Friday. It's July 15th. It is free. It is open to the public. And right now, if you are caller number 5, at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN, you're going to win a playing spot in our Wiffle Ball Bash. This is the Home Run Derby. 
and two tickets to the Capital One Play Ball Park in Major League Baseball's live in downtown L.A. Okay, that was a poor read, but you understand. July 16th through the 19th. It's the ultimate all-star fan experience with something for the whole family. For tickets and information, visit allstargame.com. But, George, the Wiffle Ball Home Run Derby, I'm looking for big things out of the Sedano and Cap Familia. And then the All-Star Game, Lindsay seems to be kind of, in my opinion, kind of putting it out there that she's likely to be the star of the game. L- looking at perhaps... Why did I say an- that? Well... <laughs> Look, I believe about? I believe looking at another piece of hardware to add to her trophy case to put right next to her three Mandy's. Or was it two Mandy's, three Mandy's, two Mandy's to put right next to her Mandy Awards, the all star softball MVP. Lindsay, you don't think so, huh? I haven't played softball in so long. It's been, I don't know, at least 10 years. OK, but don't you feel like I mean, just based on looking around the station, Mason, Ireland, Bergman, Travis, Slee. I mean, don't you think you got a shot here at MVP? No, I don't think I do. But that's nice of you to say that. Do you think Travis is like an automatic all-star MVP for us? No, I think Slee was a better uh, better pick for MVP, don't you? I don't think so. I mean, with Travis's you know collegiate baseball career. I feel like Slee was like a sleeper pick. Okay. Okay. I'm going yard, just so you know. Or even you, Cappy. I feel like you'd be a good good MVP pick. You guys want to hear about my one career softball highlight? Anybody want to hear about this? Sure. So one time I was playing in a boys versus girls softball game. The boys were all a bunch of drunken radio listeners, and the girls were all a collection of collegiate all-stars. They no-hit us two straight games. In the third game, I finally decided I'm swinging the bat. I don't care. With my eyes closed, a pitch that I never saw, this girl who's an all-American pitcher at Georgia Tech pitched this fastball, planning on blowing it right by me. George, I promise you I never saw it. I just felt it. I felt my bat hit the ball. I started running to first base. When I opened my eyes and I looked, I could see it flying over right center. It was our only hit and it was our only run as they blanked us two games and then we got one hit in the third game. I, Lindsay, have not played I have not played softball since then. But I feel like I'm gonna be pretty good. I gotta start practicing. That's I think I'm gonna, I think I'm going I think I'm going in no practice. Well, I, well, that, that's I that's a bold move, Cappy. Yeah. Too much to cram for. All right, caller five, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Wait, we already gave it we already gave it over. That's it. It's, we have oh, a winner. All right, I didn't know we had a winner. Jeff right. Alexander from Santa Clarita. Oh, hey, Mazeltov. Way to go, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, practice, baby. We need you. Read your text, Cappy. Read your text. Yeah. Well, I was I was in the middle of a big rant. You know, you I didn't were, read my text. You were doing a bit. You were doing yeah, a thing. I was in the middle of a big big rant there about my yeah. my one highlight. The whole team met me at home plate. They were bouncing on me and Aww. jumping. You know. You got this, Cappy. I believe in the, you. And then the next guy got struck. No, out. it's definitely gonna be Travis. It's not gonna be you. <laughs> Laura, are you gonna play? I can't. I'm actually uh, gonna have surgery soon. So. No. Oh no. Yeah. Why don't you send your boo in your in your place? You just want to look at him again. I know. I'm a little afraid of that. I like his nose ring. I like his yeah, earring. He smells delicious. <laughs> I know he does. I'm Trust sure he'll have me, nice cleats, have nice stirrups. <sighs> Cappy, let me ask you a question. Go have ahead. you talked to a lot of people about USC and UCLA? A lot. What What is the reaction? Do you think people are excited? Do you think people are a little confused? Do you think people are sad at the Pac-12 being dissolved, basically, in a lot of ways? George, it's so funny you're asking this because I, the people that I'm talking to have so many different perspectives Right. You know, like, and it might the, be, um, um, 
a number of those different emotions simultaneously. Because right. let me tell you something. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who used to be the athletic director at Oregon, and he's obviously very, very concerned about yeah. what happens to Oregon. Correct. You, you know, uh, Oregon is now kind of like the, the big school in the Pac-12 that doesn't really know what's going to happen. Like, do we go out and get guys from the other conferences to try and fill in, or are we going to be picked off by the other conferences? Because, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there now that Oregon, uh, Washington, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State might combine forces with what's left in the Big 12. Right, and they'll make like a 20-something team super conference, yeah. But if I'm those schools, I'm not so sure that I want to necessarily get into business with Baylor and Kansas. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma were attractive, and and Kansas has a lot of you know history well, in basketball. I think in, you're thinking from a football perspective. So I would say from a basketball perspective, though, Kansas is an is an incredible attraction. They're like the national champions. No, well, but so is Baylor. I mean, Baylor's had a great basketball program and football program for yeah, that matter. I know, but but I'm just not I'm not positive. I'm not saying I'm close to it because here's the thing. Just like USC and UCLA will go to Ohio State and they're going to go to Penn State and they're going to go to Michigan and they're going to wind up being able to recruit players from that region that might normally go to Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes here. If you play at TCU or you play at Baylor, could you get some of Texas's best to come to Oregon or Washington? So, you, you know, George, this is such an interesting time in college sports where... These two schools, Texas and Oklahoma, leaving for the SEC, paves the way for UCLA and USC to go now to the Big Ten. But I'm telling you, George. And by the way, I think the UCLA-USC move is bigger than Texas and Oklahoma. Um, it might be because of the TV markets in particular. And because USC is really the marquee program for the entire western part of the country. It's the litmus test for if the West is good. Well, uh, the West hasn't been good for a while, unfortunately. Right, but, but that, but it's it's basically been that for eighty years. Yeah. In the meantime, here's the thing: if I'm schools like Washington State, and by the way, you asked me if I've been talking to people. If I'm Washington State, if I'm Oregon State, what's going to happen to us? And then think about it from another perspective: what if you're a team in the Mountain West Conference? Let's say you're Boise State, where you've made your mark nationally. Hey, we're in this like mid-major conference. We would love to jump at the Pac-12. Pac-12 wouldn't even sniff at us. Will they now? Well, I don't know. What what's going to be left of the Pac-12? So, I would say this. This is my the move that I'm looking for, George. Yeah. And by the way, I don't think San Diego State is attractive. No, they're not the at all. They're not even yeah. remotely attractive. Neither yeah. is Boise State. Yeah. But but here's who I'm looking at. I'm looking at Cal and Stanford. Those are the two schools, Cal and Stanford. Because of San Francisco, right? If I were the Big Ten, those are the two schools I want. I want Cal and I want Stanford. I want to own Northern California and Southern California with four schools. And we're pretty much a Midwestern conference. I want to own NorCal and SoCal. I want the San Francisco and the LA TV markets. Stanford and Cal, those are who I'm looking at. So no Washington, even though Seattle's a big market and and they have better history. I love Washington. I think Washington as a school and as a sports program fits in perfectly with the Big Ten as well. But if I'm the Big Ten, I just would rather have no, I get it. Cal I get it. And, and, and Stanford. So even over Oregon, considering Phil Knight is there. Yes, even over Oregon.
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be fascinating to see what the move is. Like, what does the ACC do? Uh, do they now tell Notre Dame, hey, I know you're a member in all the other, pro, in all the other sports. You're going to have to do it for football, too. Well, it would be about time that uh, Notre Dame will have lost their leverage. Oh, no, that's, this is it for them. They're going to have to figure something out soon. <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't just keep being an independent. That stuff is, is over, I think, for them. I do really wonder, though, George, as the ACC has expanded, but if you're Clemson, if you're Florida State, if you are Miami, as an example, are you going to stay and get more, or, or eventually might the Miami and Florida State types get picked off and go to the SEC? Uh, there's only going to be two spots for the SEC if they're doing a 16-team conference. So those yeah, two I teams. I mean, I'd rather have. I. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the SEC, I would rather have Miami and Clemson. But you don't want to bring up the Florida State aspect of it because you already have Florida, so that actually works too. I feel like one of those three teams, if they went to the SEC, is going to get left out. Well, that that okay, you just said it. Get left out. Everybody. And that's what's happening across college football right now. Well, college sports, really. Exactly. Yeah. Here's the deal. If I'm UCLA and USC, like for football, whatever, it's not a huge deal. Um, but what do you do if you're the volleyball team or the bas- even the basketball teams? Like, are you just going to go on the road for two weeks? Like, what's going to happen there? I, I don't know about two weeks, but, you know, I think here's the thing. We've all learned how to work remotely. And, by the way, the students – have learned how to work remotely through COVID. So they may have been in high school and taking remote classes, or maybe they were enrolled at USC and they so were taking classes. So you're saying they'll classes. still be they'll still have time to do their academics. Yes, but the world has changed. So you can do your classes or maybe even be in your classes, or maybe you're watching a YouTube video that your professor put out. But you can do work remotely, even schoolwork. Okay. So so maybe the, the basketball team says, hey, we're going to Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, and Indiana. That's our road trip. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? I mean, it's possible, sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, USC and UCLA. You say Martin Jarman is coming on tomorrow? Tomorrow, and, 4.30, yeah. And, and I spoke to Mike Bone. He's going to join us on Friday. So I'm super stoked to talk to these guys and see where this goes from here. But I, just as an observer, somebody who really, really is interested in college sports, what domino falls next? That's what I want to see. Okay. Well, We'll ask Martin Jarman tomorrow, four thirty. By the way, it, we're late again. We keep screwing up this six thirty. Well, you said you said that we were going to be like more podcast style today, and I just feel like we've just given no, up. No, but on you've taken you you've taken that like you know it's like a kid. You give him a you know a finger, they take their whole, the whole hand. That's you right now. Not like give him an inch, he takes a mile. Give I mean, there's finger, that too. Takes the hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, finger hand. Yeah, whole arm maybe even. Uh, all right, big deal, no deal. Two minutes. Let's go. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks, Christopher. All right, Lindsay, now you take it away. Thanks, Sonato. Thanks, Christopher. Really excited for Big Deal or No Deal. Starting with uh, Tom Hanks, who has spoken out about Tim Allen not voicing Buzz Lightyear in the new Pixar movie Lightyear. Hanks is currently in theaters with his latest movie, Elvis, in which he plays Elvis Presley's infamous manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Uh, Tim Allen's, or I'm sorry, Tom Hanks said in an interview, quote, how about that? I actually wanted to go head to head with Tim Allen. And then they didn't let Tim Allen do it. Speaking of the Buzz Lightyear movie, I don't understand that. Is Tom Hanks kind of throwing shade at the new Lightyear movie a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, I think it's a big deal because you already had Tim Allen say what he said, and now you have Hanks saying it, and it feels like those guys uh, feel like they were left out in some way, shape, or form. Well, I mean, not in some way, shape, or form. Like They definitely seem to feel left out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I-, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I-, I haven't seen the movie. It's probably not a movie I'm going to go watch in the theater anyway, but I probably will check it out when uh, it hits a streaming service. I'm also going to go big deal here. And by the way, like you, I'm probably inclined to say that I'm not likely to see it, even though I saw the other ones when my kids were younger. But I will say this. Tom Hanks needs to understand who he is. Like, bro, you, when it comes to movies, you are like what LeBron is to the Lakers. You should get your way. You should tell them what to do. You should tell them who to staff, not the other way around. Yeah, I don't think he's bigger than, than Pixar and Disney, bro. Well, is LeBron bigger than the Lakers? Yes. Uh, I don't know. We're about to find out. <laughs> Lindsay, yes. Possibly. Yes, he is, actually. I, th- I think he is. I think he kind of is. But yeah, I think you're right about Tom Hanks. And, you know, there's like, it's kind of like an old versus new thing going on with this movie because everyone's like, well, you know, uh, who, who's the guy that Chris, uh, which Chris was it? Smith? No. Chris one Stevens? Of the, one of the famous Chris's. Chris Jones? That, Chris Evans. Thank you, Laura. Who Chris Evans. Oh, Chris him. Evans. he was next. He was. I was getting to him. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure you were, Cap. Uh, but he was the 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 light year voice, and everyone's like, "Well, he has no connection to the original movies, and neither does this new character." So I'm probably gonna pass and just wait until it's out and streaming too. All I'm saying is that Tom Hanks has enough clout to go into the you know whoever the, the executives are and go, "Dude, we need Tim Allen in the movie." Apparently not. Apparently not. not, Cap. Or maybe yeah. he didn't well, fight for him. Speaking of big uh, celebrities, The Rock, you know, that he has a net worth of over $800 million. And like many celebrities, part of that net worth comes from how much he gets paid from marketing, from making sponsored social media posts. And what's most impressive is that his net worth has doubled in less than a year. The Rock makes $1.7 million per sponsored post on Instagram, which makes him the sixth highest paid celebrity on the platform, according to the most recent data. He has more than 325 million followers on IG. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cappy? It's huge. A million seven for an Instagram post? Yep. Think about that. You have built your audience on someone else's platform and yet you can monetize it that way, so good for The Rock, so good for other influencers, whether you can make $1.7 million or $1,700, or $1,700 or $17. That's freaking unbelievable. Man, The Rock. How much He's do you awesome. make per, per uh, marketing sponsored post, Cap? <laughs> I actually pay people to let me, you know, <laughs> let me put their stuff in my videos. 
You need to talk to Beto because Beto's got the, that influencer. Yeah, life Beto knows on. how to do that thing, man. Yeah. yeah Big I deal, Sedano? I don't know how to do it. Oh, yeah. It's a huge deal, of course. I mean, just based on the numbers, it's an incredible, huge deal. So good for The Rock. I'm with him. So I love right. him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's very likable, right? Like, I don't think there's any doubt. So Great guy. Great guy. All right. So this is an interesting story I saw. A worker in Chile has basically disappeared after from his job after his job accidentally paid him about 330 times his salary, all due to a payroll error. Wow. The, the worker is a dispatch assistant at a cold meats manufacturer, and he received a paycheck of about $181,000 for the month of May. Right, but, which again is 330 times what he normally gets, yeah, right? He was only supposed to make about $545. So the man initially alerted his employer, who asked him to return the money to the bank. But then he gave his resignation the next day, and he's been ignoring communications from the company ever since. He's basically <laughs> gone completely off the grid. I know that you guys are going to say that you would you're, you would inform your employer if this happened and you'd give the money back. So I'm going to ask, if you were in this man's situation and you decided that you're going to disappear, where would you disappear to? Oh, man. Where is he from again? Chile? Yes. Okay. So you got to get you got to get away from South America, right? Like there's no question about that. I would I mean you I mean if you're I'm trying to think geographically um where could you go? Now do you want you probably want to go far away um is my guess. But then But you can't go like two I mean $180,000 isn't going that far, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it depends. Some of these little Caribbean islands, you never know. You know what I mean? Like, you can go to Caribbean probably. Although some of those Caribbean islands are very expensive now, too. If you're, well, I guess if you're in the touristy parts. Um, let me see. Yeah, I, I would go far away. I mean, that's just me. You know, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just think I would go far away. So that way, nobody, I could never run into anyone from Chile ever again in my life. Like, that would be. <laughs> That would be kind of my position on all of this. So, well, let's let's go back to the beginning of this whole thing, Lindsay, because you know I feel like what you said was, I know you guys are going to say the most cliche, politically correct stuff. Well, because we, we've we've had this conversation before about like finding money or accidentally getting money deposited into bank accounts, whatever. Yeah. And everyone, you guys always say like, oh, I'd give it back. Well, well, let me say this. Well, it depends on how much money, though. Yeah. Right. If, if I'm a guy who's making five hundred dollars in my paycheck. Cheating. And all of a sudden, you gave me $180,000 in my paycheck. I'm probably going to peace out. You know, and, and as far as where am I going to go, I'm not quite positive yet, but I have this feeling that hiding in plain view is actually smarter than being on the run. So I wouldn't like go to someplace remote, I'd go to someplace highly populated. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying it has to be remote. I'm just saying it has to be far away from Chile. Like, you know, like. For example, if I look at the Caribbean, I mean, I don't know. I'm just looking at it because I've been there and they have like great food and the cost of living is fairly um, inexpensive. Like I'd go to like the Dominican Republic or something. Oh, yeah. Plus the food there is unbelievable. Yes. yes. So you know, my so, daughter, my daughter's there right now. The Dominican. Yeah. And she what part? Um, I don't really know other Punta than Gana? the Dominican. I don't, you know, I'll, I'll send her a message on WhatsApp and I'll ask her. But it's so funny you guys are saying that because all she's reporting back to me is. How great the freaking food is. It's incredible. so good. Incredible. What is so great about the food in the Dominican Republic? Uh, they just, they. Amazing. Caribbean, good, authentic food. Yeah. Caribbean people know how to make good food, man. I'm not saying other, other, other countries don't, but they just, you know, everybody's got their own little spin to it and their spin is great too. So I'm going to find a Dominican restaurant here and go try it. Cool. There's probably luck. not a lot of Dominican yeah, restaurants luck. on the West Coast though. Mm -hmm. 
Like if you were in like New York or Miami, oh I would say you find a lot of Dominican restaurants, but not necessarily in LA. Maybe there mm. is one, I just don't know it. But no, I would say, Cappy, you know what I would say? Cuban food and Dominican food, very similar. So if you like like my friends at Tropicana, Tropicana? then then uh, you like Dominican food. I like that one thing that you got that like the croqueta. Fried, what, what's it called? Croqueta. Oh, croqueta. Yeah. It's muy bien. See. Sí. <laughs> God, I love that thing. Yeah. I'll hey, get you some more. No, okay. no, don't. Don't. I started my diet. Oh, you can't have one. Don't don't do that to me. Cap, Is once it, you've been dieting for a month, though, you got to work in a cheat day. But give it like a yeah. month before you do that. Yeah. Well, I haven't really, if I'm being honest, I haven't really begun the nutrition oh, part of my go. diet. Oh, but I've, you, I've, I've, I've started the exercise part of my diet. Nutrition <laughs> is the most important part, you, I know, sir. The food know. part is the, is the diet. You I know. That, right? You guys got me busted. It's true. Yeah. It's well, true. You yourself, You're such you know. a liar, man. It, no, I did. I, here's what I did, George. On Sunday, mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's going to hurt really bad, and I don't really want to do it, but I know it's, it's got to be done. What'd you do? I started running again. Oh, I did three workouts on my tempo machine uh, on Sunday. Sounds good. I did like an hour's worth of like hit training, like, you know, high interval, uh, whatever training they call it. High intensity interval training. High intensity interval training. I did an hour of that. It was nuts. I was exhausted. You're only supposed to do like 20 minutes, they say. Well, I did a 30 and then I did two 15s. But the, 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 the third one was just. Actually, the third one was not a hit training. It was just a core training. Now that I think about it, yeah. For so me, I did a I know thirty I hit, run. and then I did a fifteen hit, and then I did a core. Yeah. I, I, for me to lose weight, I must run. But then I ate like a savage after That's I had my, that first there, beer. Therein lies my problem. I, I yeah. ran a six mile run today, George. You know what I got home and ate? Pizza, a, Jer- a Jersey Mike sandwich. Yeah, and like the big one, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I got to now. Start getting back into protein shakes and protein powders and yeah. recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to get I got to get myself back. But, but see, the exercise if I just did, portion if I just did more cardio and hit training, I would be at the weight I want to be at. Because I don't actually eat all that. I mean, I had a day like yes, that like yesterday, the day I had that happens maybe once a month, maybe max like once a month. But it's just I'm like, bro, like. It's just I don't feel like doing like that high intensity stuff, and it's like I don't feel like you know it's just like I got a lot of stuff. The kids drive me crazy, well, that's what so I'd saying. rather just like go hiking and lift. But that's no longer giving me the the calorie burn that I used to get. Well, like I said, I haven't begun the the, the nutrition part of it. Yeah. The exercise part, I'm getting there. Okay. I've started running again. Why don't we go play volleyball, Cappy? Somewhere. I'd love to go play volleyball. I've yeah. never really played much, but I'm sure I'll be great <laughs> at it. Sure, I'll be awesome. I mean, I am a world-class athlete, after all. (laughs) Let's go. All right, that is Big Deal or No Deal each and every day at 6.30 here on the show. Coming up next, one last segment to go, and Scott has requested a Scotteria. Dealer's choice on a Tuesday. Here we go. Next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good song. Didn't know there was a movie, though. I really like Katy Perry. What's she been up to? Anybody talk to her? Anybody speak to her? Anybody no, uh, I haven't catch chatted up to her? with her lately. No, no. and nobody's texted her? She has a baby with Orlando Bloom uh, that they had like probably like a year ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't she used to go on with that one guy, British accent, comedian guy? Uh, Russell Brand. Russell yeah. Brand, yeah. Yeah. Never really got I think got they were that. married. Oh, were they? They might have been, so. yeah. They were definitely together for a long time. Yeah. Hmm. New relationship, different dude, huh? What's that? I always like Katy Perry. So I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't really love her with that guy, Russell Brand, Russell mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Why do you care who she dates? Because, I mean, I care about her. I like her. Well, well, she obviously liked him, so then you would want her to be happy, and if she was happy with him, then... Right. Well, but clearly she wasn't happy, which is why they broke up. Okay. Yeah, well. so hindsight is a twenty twenty, Cappy. I don't know. Listen, I just I really like Katy Perry. Just checking in on her, that's all. Okay, I'm glad you're checking in on her. What is it you want to talk about today on Scotteria? All right, here's what Can I want to talk about. Can we get a little about. music for Scott? Do we have Scotteria music? Or do, I don't remember. Oh, oh there it of is. course. Yes. Yeah, naturally. Dink, 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 Anyway, listen. Um, George, you asked me earlier about watching the UFC this past Saturday night. Yeah. Um, I did not. I admitted I did not. It sounded like you watched it intently. I did. I, and my wife did as well. Laura, did Which you, isn't um, always the case. Okay. Laura, were you watching UFC Saturday night? Absolutely Curious. not. No? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay? Lindsay was at Helena's. No, Money in the Bank, not Helena. I was Bank. at Money in the Bank, but as soon as Money in the Bank ended, I turned on uh, the pay per view because it was over by like eight o'clock. So yes, okay. I right. Did watch that's it. right. Because Vince McMahon, gotcha. Stephanie McMahon, uh, Triple H uh, were yep. all at the UFC event after. Mm-hmm. Okay, really cool. So all right, so half of us did, half of us didn't. Now let me ask you guys something else. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning, Fourth of July, another sporting event that many people in America would be watching. I yeah. personally have watched this. I've made a tradition of watching it, although mm-hmm. I found myself stop watching it. So I'll ask everybody, tomorrow, yesterday, Fourth of July, who here watched the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship of Major League Eating, the MLE? Who watched yesterday's big MLE championships of hot dog eating on ESPN, who watched? I did. I didn't watch the entire thing. Like I caught it like a few minutes into it, but I did watch it. Okay, I Lynn, did not. Laura? I think okay. it's very gross. It's nasty. I pass. Hard pass. Okay. So I also um, have decided that I no longer watch it because I used to watch it all the time, and I like honestly was like, this is disgusting, but I can't not watch it. Like it's train wreck TV. Like I can't turn away. Well, as it turns out, yesterday I did not watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship. But I saw it all go down on social media. Did you guys see what happened in the middle of the hot dog championship yesterday? Yeah, they had a protester, and then uh, and uh, what's his name? The uh, what's the guy's name? No, no I'm not going to tell you. Don't, don't Joey tell Chestnut him. No, did was... like a UFC move on him. Yeah, Car- right. <laughs> well, no, I, listen. It was fun to listen to George kind of struggle for his name. What's that guy's name? Okay, so here's the thing. Joey Chestnut George shows up to the competition in a boot. And right. on crutches. Yeah, his flu game. So, right, he's hurt. He's injured. A lot of athletes might not compete when they're in a boot. They can't run. They can't jump. In Joey Chestnut's case, 
I'm sure it was a tremendous struggle for him to be on both feet while one of them is in a boot and he's not wearing crutches. Now, he rocked the crutches when he first got out of his vehicle when he showed up to the competition. But make no mistake, you're in a boot and you're in the championship of your sport. you got to position yourself, your legs, your hips, your knees have to be bent at a certain angle. I mean, there's a lot to this hot dog eating. So Joey Chestnut shows up, foot in boot, on crutches, and in the middle of the whole competition, some dude jumps on stage, throws an elbow into Joey Chestnut. Chestnut looks up because he's been moved off his spot now. And remember, he's one-footed. He sees that it's a protester. With his right hand, he grabs the guy by the neck. Left hand does not let go of dog. He throws the guy down to the ground, and in one split second, goes from right hand down to the ground with the dude and left hand dog right back in mouth. And while Joey Chestnut did not break his own record of 75 dogs, he did win yet another MLE title and hot dog championship by pounding like 62 or 63. This guy, Joey Chestnut, we should consider him one of the greats of his sport. And I, I mean, think that is. I, I just don't know that he's getting the due today on la espn big time major league sports radio i gotta give joey chestnut some love okay cool i mean do you concur with this yeah i mean i'm 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 good i i believe uh that you're right i mean he i mean he gets love i mean he was on every show yesterday they talked about him I mean, did you see the way he grabbed the protester in that Darth Vader mask? Oh, no, it was great. Just... It was fantastic. I mean, it was literally like I said today on Around the Horn that Dana White should sign him after that takedown. He was not having any part of the protester. The guy elbowed him to the gut while he's trying to pound dogs. The guy sees him and goes, he's not supposed to be here. Joey Chestnut didn't wait for security. He took matters into his own hands, and, and the reason being he's in the middle of a championship. This isn't some preliminary event. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen Chestnut go against Kobayashi again. Do you remember Kobayashi? He was the original hot dog eater. I mean, everybody would look at Kobayashi and go, how could that little skinny guy pound dogs like this? Yeah. Because then they would have giant dude, 6'5", 350, and they're like, well, that guy's easily going to win. That guy stunk. Yeah. By the way, Kobayashi, who lost to Joey Chestnut, obviously back in 2007, that was the the time the last time they faced each other. Kobayashi did defeat Chestnut in other competitive eating, though. They did, like, um, burgers, and I believe Kobayashi defeated him. So, Well, I just want to say this. not hot dogs. Hot dogs is the big one, right? Like, yeah. everybody knows hot dogs. Just want to say this. The man deserves his due. We're talking Dodgers today. We're talking a lot of Lakers today. We've talked a lot about conference realignment in college sports, USC, UCLA. Joey Chestnut deserves a little bit of love, and I'm sending it out to him. Okay, well, there you go. That's your Scotteria right there. That's excellent stuff there, Cappy. Thank you very much. We still have another two minutes and 30 seconds, though, if you had more stuff to talk about. Oh, I got plenty of stuff to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you got plenty. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You want me to talk for another two minutes? Let me tell you what I want to talk I about I mean, next. you don't have to talk for just two minutes. I mean, we can yeah. all talk together. Oh, yeah. well, here, let's all talk together. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, mm-hmm. next Friday night, Mm-hmm. At our All Star Derby, the, this is the home run derby with the wiffle balls, and then the yeah. All Star softball game. This is going to be so much fun. It's the fifteenth, just so right. people know. Next Friday, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
all of this is happening. Laura, this is is this your spot? Uh, I mean, I I know where it is because I grew up in West, West Covina, Covina yeah. Bowling Park area. Yeah. yeah, I know where it is. Okay, so come into the crib. My crazy ex-girlfriend was also filmed there for a little bit. Your crazy ex-girlfriend, somebody it's was filming show. her? It's a oh. show. It's oh. a show, Gabby. But you had some crazy ex-girlfriend. <laughs> People would film I do her. not have a crazy ex-girlfriend. That's a great show. I, I, lo- I enjoy that show a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, don't it's, know it. I, I don't really like how they made West Covina out to look, but, you know, it is a good show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, next Friday night, it's going down. And for everybody that has hit me up like, Dude, I can't believe I missed the Mandy's. I'm coming next year. People have told us they're coming in from we out of town. go to this thing instead. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is all free. Cappy, are yeah. you going to have something sponsored to, like, on your jersey? Are you going to add stuff to the jersey? I'm curious. You know, that's, that is a really, really good question. Mm-hmm. Now, at award shows and red carpet things, you know, I like to take it to the next level. Of course. For a softball game, I got to bring, you know, I got to bring my concentration and my focus and my mm-hmm. athleticism. Nice. I feel it. You know, can you feel that? Sure. Yeah. I'm with you, Cap. Lindsay, are you really going to play shortstop? I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to play shortstop. Maybe I'll be allowed to play second. What do you mean allowed? I don't know. I was talking with Clinton and uh, he didn't seem to like the idea of me playing shortstop. So I don't know. Maybe he didn't think I was capable. I'm not sure. Is Clinton managing? I don't know. I, I'm just showing up. You know, I'm told to be there. I'll be there. You got a glove? You got a mitt? Of course. Love that. Do you? Come on. Come on. Do I have a mitt? He doesn't. He's going to go buy it. No, you're going to go buy one. <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods. Do I have a mitt? <laughs> we know what that means. Yeah. By the I way, thank you for all those people who created Brian Winhorse memes all weekend long. It really oh my God, it, it so enjoyable over amazing. the weekend. Amazing. It was, it was so funny. Yeah. All right. We're, we're done here. No, uh, excellent work, Cappy. Much, much love, everybody. It was great. Great job, Lindsay and Laura. We will talk to you mañana. Lakers Talk with Slee is next.